0: it's all about the journey. You know, it's it's not about the destination. It's not about the end result because the ultimate kind of tongue in cheek, the ultimate end result for every single human being on earth is
1: death. death. I don't know anybody who's in a hurry to get there. <laughs> right. Welcome to the Legacy Roadmap podcast, your ultimate guide for creating a lasting legacy as an entrepreneur. Whether you're an ambitious entrepreneur or a seasoned business owner, our podcast offers insightful conversations with successful entrepreneurs and experts who have navigated the path of legacy creation. We explore topics that matter to you personal responsibility, financial growth, leadership, and succession planning. Our goal? To equip you with practical insights and strategies that help you transition from simply running your business to building a legacy. Join us each week as we delve into purposeful discussions aimed at positively impacting future generations. Your journey towards leaving a lasting legacy starts right here, right now. Let's dive in.
0: Does your business serve homeowners? If so, you need to know
1: about HOA.com, the number one referral network for professionals who serve homeowners. And we're looking for quality contractors and home service pros that we can recommend and refer to homeowners in your area. Not only will you get promoted on the HOA.com website, you'll get business from other certified pros and premier pros in your market. These people serve homeowners every day, so we help you build referral partnerships that keep referrals coming to your business for years to come. Go to HOA.com.
0: Are you an entrepreneur or business owner? If so, you need to know about the Achieve Systems Business Building Membership. We are one of the best referral-based communities that wants to refer you. We help generate you thousands of leads per year. We also provide you an incredible mentorship program that has won many awards. We don't stop there. We have 60-plus opportunities to take your business to the next level, like authoring and publishing books, and many, many more. Go to AchieveSystemsPro.com and get started today.
1: Do you want to make more money in your business? Most business owners focus on building revenue. That's not enough. Building profits is what feeds your family, and almost no business owner understands how to build profit without building revenue. I can show you with near-perfect accuracy the exact business growth strategies that will generate the most revenue for your business in the shortest amount of time, focused on building profit. Learn more at bizlife.coach. Our guest today is a living legend who's ranked among history's most inspiring figures. He holds multiple world records. He's the focus of an Emmy-nominated Amazon film and sought after on many media platforms like ESPN, CBS, NBC, ABC, Fox, CNN, and beyond. Sean Swarm is the only individual in history to conquer Everest, the highest mountain on all continents, ski to both poles, and complete the Hawaiian Ironman Triathlon. This phenomenal feat unfolded after surviving not one, but two terminal cancers, enduring a dire 14-day prognosis and emerging from a year-long coma with one lung. From the brink of death to breathtaking triumph, Sean's odyssey unveils the secrets to shattering limitations and defying fears. His magnetic presence has illuminated stages across the globe, leaving an indelible mark on countless souls. His corporate speaking and collaborations have become a compass, guiding millions of lives towards transformation and empowerment. Now Sean unveils the tools sculpting his purpose-driven life. His secrets are your gateway to a transformative journey of meaning, passion significance and boundless opportunities Sean swarm and Robert talk about conquering the greatest peaks on every continent Sean shares the power of doing something new something challenging to reinvigorate your life face your fears and create new habits Sean shares the importance of giving back and how many of his projects are built around making a contribution impacting the local community well Sean thanks so much for coming on the show today just uh, yeah just looking forward to learning about your journey, your impact and, and what you're doing in the world.
0: I I appreciate it, man. And I, I I had no idea we were actually so close. <laughs> we, could, we, could have done, we could have done this in person.
1: Yeah. Well, it depends because you're like you're traveling all over the world all the time. So you just catching you in Denver is a rare thing. So it <laughs> least I, seems like
0: Yeah, you know, it's it's funny. Last week I was traveling, I hit Chicago, Philly, Orlando, and Tampa in like two days, right? And somebody on traveling asked me, where's your favorite place to visit? And without hesitation, I literally said home. <laughs> I mean, home home nice. is, my, is my favorite place to visit.
1: Yeah, I, I agree. I've been to 32 countries, not quite as much travel as, as you do. But every time mm-hmm. it's yeah, home is home is definitely where I want to go.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, that's, so. that's nice, especially I, I recently got married four well actually five years now um to someone who was born and raised in Puerto Rico so it's interesting when when she first moved out here I was living up near Brackenridge and it would snow and she'd look at me and like can I go snow blow the front driveway? I'm like not too I should go for it. <laughs> and then, like she did that four or five times maybe the fifth or sixth time she looked outside she's like son of a that stuff that like, yeah, the novelty was gone.
1: <laughs> yeah, we uh, we lived in in Columbia for the first ten years of our kids' lives, so they hadn't seen snow until we moved back home, and uh, yeah, the same same kind of thing. The novelty wears off pretty quick.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. But we so now instead of living in Breckenridge, we live in the Front Range, where, as you know, the climate is completely different down here
1: absolutely well that's the thing that people don't understand like oh you live in denver you got all this snow all the time i was like man we get we can get two feet and it's gone in a week like <laughs> typically with the snow doesn't stick around so during the storm itself yeah it's a bummer but the rest of the time it's a beautiful place to live
0: yeah we we need to swap uh taglines with florida because i think we get more sun annually than florida does we should be the sunshine state but it's it's one of the best kept secrets in the country i think
1: yeah well too many people have already found out so we need to keep it a secret (laughs) so sean my my show is about legacy so I, i like to start the conversation just uh asking the guests you know what does legacy mean to you
0: you know that's a great question because a lot of times when people think about legacy, they think about their children, what they're going to leave for their kids. And I'm sure we're going to get into it, but because of, of the cancers I've had and my wife had a little scare herself, we can't have kids. So legacy for me means something different. And I think it's just leaving behind a footprint on the world that made it a better place than, when I, than before I was here. So when I leave, I want to make the world a better place.
1: Yeah, that's that's a fantastic, and I mean that's a, a skill I learned in the scouts, right? Was we always left a campsite better, and having yeah. grown up here in Colorado, you know, when we picnic or four wheel drive or trying to leave a place better than than we found it was was always one of those things, and and it's just recently that that started to play into into relationships and into into the other you know other aspects of my life in business, and 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 it really does it it really does have this, a similar meaning, right? You, we want to leave the planet a better place than we found it. And, and I think if people just started to practice something that simple, leave a, leave the grocery store better than you found it. Like, wait, what, how would I, you know, and think differently about their interactions with other humans. Um, it really does. I love how you use the footprint, right? What, what is the footprint you're going to leave on the world? Um, and so,
0: well, it's, it's interesting you, you said that because a lot of times, well, I, I take a group up Kilimanjaro every year as a fundraiser for a cancer charity. And I just got back from my 24th trip up the highest mountain in Africa. Nice. And uh, looking on, uh, looking at what you mentioned being the Boy Scouts, I think one of the big quotes that people always try to remember is leave only footprints and take only memories. Hmm. Nice. Yeah. And I, th- I think we, we should all do that, you know, and, and going back to the grocery store, it's, it's interesting when people say things, cause when I travel, I'll stay at some of the really nice hotels and, and they'll say, oh, well that's, you know, and they'll, they'll leave something, uh, say the lounge at, at the airport. And, uh, I always, I always pick up my garbage, throw it away. And they're like, oh, they're, you know, we, we have employees to do that. I'm like, But if I can help out, why wouldn't I? I'm going to walk. I'm literally walking by the garbage can. Why wouldn't I take my own rubbish with me and dump it (laughs) off?
1: And and you see people leave restaurants and and even fast food restaurants and leave their stuff on the table. And you're like, wait, come on. Like, it's not that big a deal. Or picking up somebody else's. You're walking through the parking lot and pick up a piece of trash and throw it in the trash can because it is, it is too convenient to say, well, somebody gets paid for that. You're like, wait, what? Yeah. Well, (laughs) we can, we can leave the, the space, we can leave the space better, better than we found it. And, and, and it's not, it doesn't have to be like a tree hugger level or, or, you know, this environmental climate change, political mess that we've created. (laughs) No, it can be like, I care about this planet. Like, not just for, for my generation for the next generation and the generation that follows i'd i'd like them to be able to experience the beauty of this planet that that i've been able to enjoy so why wouldn't i want to leave it a little bit better
0: yeah exactly it's it's not it's it has not and somehow you you could say oh that's a beautiful sunrise and somehow it'll turn into a political discussion right this is not about politics this isn't about race this isn't about anything just just care about human beings and try to help somebody else out that's it
1: all right so you mentioned you mentioned 24 trips up Kilimanjaro so I guess we're going to start there um I've I've been blessed to have seen Kilimanjaro from both Tanzania and in Nairobi uh didn't have the opportunity to climb it it was close in one of our trips that, that we could have arranged that opportunity but uh Tell me about the the fundraiser and 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 why that's so important to you. Well, if you're interested, first
0: of all, I'll ask you what are you doing uh, mid July next year. I'm, I might
1: be I might be taking a trip to to Africa. Yeah, let's. Uh, I'm very interested.
0: Well, <laughs> we we uh, it's interesting because initially it started off and it still is a fundraiser for a cancer charity called the Cancer Climber Association. And what we do is anyone can go on the trip. But the organization pays for a survivor's trip every year, and then it's the responsibility of that survivor to raise funds for next year's survivor. So when you, have, when, when you connect those two cancer survivors together, they, they talk about their journeys, right? The mountain, the cancer, everything, health, you name it. But the interesting part is the average success rate of the mountain is about 48% so 52 people out of 100 don't even make it i can't even imagine flying that far and not making it to your goal but the groups that i've been taking out there like i said this was my 24th trip we're at 99 success rate because we do things differently it's not about reaching the top it's about having fun enjoying it because you, you spend seven days going up and down the mountain and you spend 20 minutes on the top right i mean i mean, I mean think about that you're 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 spending how much more time trying to reach your goal, you're spending that much more time on the journey to reach the destination than actually you're spending time
1: where you're trying to go. Well, in the 48 48 hours of of flight time and travel time and airport time (laughs) to get in and out. Yeah, it's,
0: it's never about the peak because once you reach the peak, there are going to be other mountains to climb. It's never about the finish line because there are going to be other races to, to, to go after. It's all about the journey. You know, it's it's not about the destination. It's not about the end result because the ultimate kind of tongue-in-cheek, the ultimate end result for every single human being on earth is
1: death. death.
0: I don't know anybody who's in a hurry to get there.
1: <laughs> right. Yeah. man. Well, and and it applies to so much. I remember we, we've already brought up scouts, so I guess I'll stay there. But when I was awarded my Eagle Scout, one of the people I asked to, to, to speak and he basically said, well, this is great. Pat on the back. It's the peak. You've reached it, but all the work you did to get here, you get to do over and over and over again. (laughs) There's no, (laughs) there's no, you know, you don't get to stand on this peak and, 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 and enjoy. So enjoy the moment, but but now get back to work. Absolutely. And, and, and you know, I've,
0: I've climbed the highest mountain every continent. And I've, I've never reached the summit of any significant peak by myself. Mm. And even, even if I have, you know, yay, I'm sitting on the summit watching the sunrise. Congratulations to yourself. Hey, self high five. Yeah, big, big deal. <laughs> I'm there to congratulate myself, pat on my own back. No, thank you. You know, go up there with a team, put together a group, and and enjoy it with those people. And if you are at the top, reach down and pull some other people up.
1: Mm, so good. So I mean, obviously, speaking of your success and obviously climbing the tallest mountains in the world, what uh, what's made it possible for you to be successful? You mentioned a team. I mean, if you want to dig into team a little bit more, but what's what's made this the most enjoyable journey?
0: What's made it the most, and I'm I'm not I'm I'm not looking for answers over here. I'm thinking, I guess. It's like, huh, where are we looking? What's made it the most enjoyable or most successful is finding a deeper purpose behind that journey
1: Mm.
0: and understanding what the summit truly means. So that goes back to personal core values. You know, I, I was I was doing a mastermind class with uh, a handful of billionaires with, you know, with, with a B like the lottery was, it was almost $2 billion. And I have, I have a, a contact I work with who he has a handful of planes, private jets, you know, houses around the world, as many cars as there probably are days of the year. And I remember being up on stage, during this this interview mastermind class and he was in the audience i looked at him i was like hey vic why are you here and he's like well i'm here to network like why like to make more money i was like you have more money than god like what what else do you want why are you here that's not the reason so we kept peeling back those layers and it turned out he said i'm here so i can give my family the life i know that they deserve so I can protect them, so I can give them the appreciation, freedom, and security. And I was like, that's why you're here. You're not here to network. You're not here to make more money. You're here to take care of your family. The other things become a vehicle for that personal core value. So, and then the light bulb went off. And the same thing for me, getting to to the summit. It's not about the summit. It's not about reaching the top. It's about giving hope to other people. It's about the deeper purpose behind it. And for Kilimanjaro, now that I've been up there so many times, I know I can make it. It's it's very similar to Christmas. You know, I don't need any gifts. I don't, I don't, I have everything I need. I'm happy. I don't need anything else. But I really enjoy seeing my nephews and my nieces faces light up when they see a, a present that they want. You know, they open a gift. Same thing when I get to the top of the mountain. I see their faces light up. And and everybody's in tears because you're emotionally spent, you're spiritually spent, psychologically, physically, you name it. And that's why I do it, to help other people see in them what they might not see, but I definitely do. And I know that more is possible.
1: Hmm. That's fantastic. We'll be right back after this short break. Do you need an increase in revenue? We help business owners find 100k in 90 days and create a roadmap for implementation. There's no pressure, just a chance to get some assistance and clarity. Scheduling is easy. Simply visit ownitcall.com and select a time that works for you. It's time for you to focus on doubling the 20% that creates 80% of your revenue. Welcome back. Let's get back to more greatness. So you talked about doing things differently to get this 99% success rate. Let's dig into how you do it different.
0: The other groups on the mountain, I would say, I've seen this happen where someone looks up at the mountain and they look back at their feet and have a few choice four-letter words. They're like, oh shit, oh shit. You know, and, and we aren't focused on the top. We're not focused on getting there. And now the other groups are zipping from camp to camp. You know, what are you going to do with that camp? Sit on your butt and rest and, and just take a nap? You know, we take our time going from here to here. We enjoy the journey from camp to camp. We're laughing. We're singing. We're dancing. We're telling jokes. We're having a good time. And the summit becomes a byproduct of having fun. But also, instead of, and this is a great, great lesson for leadership, instead of being out front setting the pace telling people with you know the little flag you know we're walking we're moving we're going on a trip you know over here you have this over here when it's dangerous i'm out in front i tell people put your hand here put your foot there be careful of this step here take take care but for the most part 99 of the time going up the mountain i'm the last person in the group I'm keeping an eye on everybody because I don't want anybody tumbling and falling off the mountain and dying. So I'll run up there and make sure they stay on the trail, but I lead from behind because I empower people. Yes. Inspiration is part of it, but I think a deeper, deeper meaning behind it is empowering them to do it for their reasons and empowering them to go out and, and, and explore. So I think from leading from behind really gets them to go out and do it for themselves
1: nice well i i grew up i mean i grew up here in colorado so climbed a few fourteeners, like climbed colorado's tallest mountain which is you know obviously nothing <laughs> in comparison nice. to to but but at the time in when we were my wife and i were becoming missionaries the the big accidents happened on everest and mm-hmm. and now of course we've all seen discovery channel shows and seen the people that essentially pay to play but they don't necessarily train to play and so let's talk about the value of training and preparation for for these these ascents these these climbs because obviously there's there's a lot of opportunity for people to just you know they're paying for the 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 summit right but but you're really talking about people that are experiencing a different kind of journey you
0: know it's I'm I'm glad you brought that up because for me it's it's a little different. Those people are climbing Everest with two lungs, right? <laughs> so I have half my lung capacity with one lung because of the can- two cancers I've had. I have both, but there's just there's so much scar tissue, there's no oxygen transfer. So I'm I, I literally climbed Everest with half my lung capacity, but the the thing is it's amazing how mental being physical is. Mm. And a lot of people don't understand how much the body is capable of handling and the mind breaks before the body does. And I, I train my mind. I think it, it initially began going through the cancers. is uh, 13 years old, the first one, and then basically through my teen years. I developed a mindset and the mental strength to understand how to deal with difficult situations. For example, I, I would go to bed night after night for years being terrified to close my eyes because I didn't know if they were going to open the next day. Wow. So I, I've, I've learned to deal with that. I've learned to deal with uncertainty, and I've also learned to become comfortable in the uncomfortable because i also know things can be worse things can always be worse but i've i also when i train mentally i am a huge believer in the mind-body connection and vivid visualization i utilize it through the cancers i utilize it through climbing everest there's a whole whole series that i go through when i do the visualization but i also physically when i'm training I train myself harder than I actually think the event is going to be. So, for example, when I first moved to Colorado, I lived in Estes Park when I was training for Everest. And for those who don't know, there's a a mountain up there called Long's Peak. It's 14 miles round, 17 miles round trip. Um, And it's uh, 14,256 feet. And I worked myself up to carrying a hundred pounds of rocks in my backpack once a week up Long's Peak. Wow. And I I, I would go up there in bad, purposely in bad weather, thinking that a, a bad day in the Rocky Mountains was probably better than a good day in the Himalayas.
1: <laughs> probably some
0: truth <laughs> to that. Yeah. So I train myself harder than what I, I train harder than I think the event is going to be. So that way you know kind of when the event comes around i'm kind of relieved they don't have to train anymore (laughs) (laughs) that's
1: not so bad (laughs) that's great uh so so which which climb was was the hardest which which journey has been the toughest
0: denali took me three attempts just because of luck um the the first time i was up with the what's called the crux of the climb it was about a 800 meter bulletproof ice going up. And I, I, I fell a hundred feet. I just rocketed down the glacier. I had 50 feet of rope between my myself and my climbing partner. So I 50 feet to him, 50 feet below him. And uh, it's amazing how quickly the mind works in situations like that. Because I remember I, I, I instantly fell. I was on my back and I literally thought to myself, as I'm rocketing down this mountain well this isn't good and I, I should probably do something. that's obvious <laughs> yeah. so my part and I I rolled over slowed down and it took it in my mind it took a while but my climbing partner's perspective it was over like that so I belayed him in. I climbed back up to where I fell I belayed him in and when he got there my adrenaline was gone I was shaking and I said we have, we have to get back down to camp. So we, we got to camp. I looked up, I'm a big believer in signs. I was like, look, man, let me know if I should be here or not. If it's my time. I leaned back into my tent. My hood caught my glacier glasses that were hanging up and snapped them in half. It's like, it's like, I get it. But you know, a smaller sign would have been great. I need those to get back down.
1: Oh boy.
0: Then went back up a year later when uh, we got more snow in two and a half, three days than the Alaska range did the entire winter. You know, we were just avalanche danger was off the charts. And then two weeks after that, I flew back up. Perfect weather, perfect schedule, 11 days, psh, slight breeze on the summit, no clouds, got a sunburn, came back home.
1: Nice. <laughs> oh, Wow. <laughs> so, obviously, that was the most challenging. What What was your What's your favorite?
0: My favorite is Kilimanjaro. You're going back there year after year, and I've I've utilized the same guides, the same porters, the same cooks, the same servers, same everything, and they've adopted me into their local tribe, which is the Chugga tribe. So when I go over there, I'm I'm known as Mizungu Kicha, which translates into crazy white man in swahili <laughs> so i call them I knew my,
1: Mzungu, I didn't know.
0: <laughs> yeah Mzungu so yeah Mzungu means white man and kicha means means crazy um so they they sacrificed a goat when i was there they adopted me into the tribe so i'm literally like a a, a member of the family now and whenever people go over they're not clients they're family they're like brothers and sisters now and I love the culture. I have a bunch of Maasai friends now. I, I I love going over there. And when I'm on the mountain, my wife, for the past five years, has supported through her charity a uh, hundred orphans with food for the entire year for the past five or six years.
1: Oh, it's fantastic!
0: Yeah, she went up Kilimanjaro once, just once. <laughs> she said, like, "I'm done. That's enough." <laughs>
1: yep i can under i can understand that as well
0: <laughs> absolutely i mean most people yeah once is one one and done
1: <laughs> and and there's a lot of people that don't even want to try once so
0: yeah well
1: yeah
0: that that's fine They other adventures go and find something that you love doing and just go do it
1: absolutely well and and obviously arusha it, it is an interesting place The the friends that i missionary friends that worked with the Maasai who talked about, you know, the, the edge of the map and they're 50 miles past the edge of the map a lot of the time. And, uh, it's a, it's an interesting culture because they're obviously still many of them still living in, in mud huts with no power, no, no resources, but they all have a cell phone in their pocket and they know exactly which, which hill to climb to get it. <laughs> <laughs> to get signal and and where to where in town to go and, and plug it in to charge it for the next week
0: <laughs> yeah absolutely and, and that's another thing i i love different cultures you know i i love the Maasai culture i love the culture in in tanzania and it's just it's beautiful seven days up and down the mountain then we always we fly into the serengeti for a four-day safari
1: nice that's always a, a fun experience as well yeah. i've been blessed to to take both my children and my wife on on safaris in in Tanzania or Kenya, both. Um, so, besides living in in Colombia for ten years, so we've uh, we've been able to travel more than more than most families. So that's a that's been a huge a huge blessing. Oh, nice! So, I'm glad you had to do that. So let's talk about obviously impact. So, cancers. The impact is important. You you want to make an impact. Your your wife obviously wants to make an impact with with her social social projects. Um, Let's talk about the value of, of impact. You know, I think
0: one of the, one of the greatest currencies we have is time. Hmm. We, we all have the same amount of it every day. You can't control that, but you make time for what is valuable to you. So you, you essentially create your own time. And some people might, might not, not agree with that, but to paint an example, let, let's say you're sitting in your office and uh, you have a six, seven-year-old son who comes in and says, hey, dad, let's go throw the ball in the backyard. Uh, you, you instantly bark out, you know, I don't have time for that. Maybe later. Same scenario. Son comes in and screams, dad, I stepped on a rusty nail. Your, your answer is not going to be the same. So you create time and and you make time for what is most valuable to you. And I want other people to utilize what matters most to them, their personal core values, to make an impact on themselves, their families, their, their close loved ones, to focus on what they value most to make mindful decisions to have no regrets. Mm. So I I think for me to make to make an impact, I want to really help people hone in from a a non completely non judgmental perspective, because what I value might be different than what you value. And and there's, there's nothing wrong with that. You know, different perspectives grew up different places that that's what makes the world a wonderful place. We're different people. So looking at what people value most, I want them to focus on their own personal core values and get the most out of life.
1: Love that. And it's so valuable, right? If I mean, even in the business space, when we help business owners understand their own values and then hire their team based on values, it's, it's a different experience than hiring a team based on skills or based on on personalities. Values are so much more important.
0: Exactly. I mean, imagine being able to discover your innermost values and your innermost. um, That's what I'm looking for. Your innermost desires. No, I take that back. Imagine being able to discover your innermost values to help you achieve your outermost goals and desires. Because once you know what you value at the core of who you are, you strip back those layers, you figure out what you value most, your top, say ten personal core values, you now utilize those as motivation to reach your external goals. So powerful. Yeah, you're you're going to have an untapped source of inspiration.:
1: Absolutely. And and your why becomes the driver, right? Be, because Absolutely. the why is really about implementing or activating those those values.
0: Absolutely. And I would bet you 99% of the people have never taken time out of not just their their, their day, their week, their their month, their lives to write down what they value. I mean, people who are in business have values for the corporations. They have a plan, they have a, a, a corporate, um, hierarchy of what, of how to make decisions, but why don't people do that for themselves?
1: Yeah. Personal plan. Yeah. We talk about helping people make a legacy plan for their life and business. And and really it's, it's choosing it. I, I mean, I guess it's no different than, than choosing to summit the mountain, basically saying the, the summit is the goal and now what is the reverse pathway to to make that happen and many people don't they you're right they don't have a personal goal they haven't made a an idea what they really want now they they have ideas right I, oh i kind of want this or i kind of want that but they've never quantified it put it on paper and said i want it now i can go after it but, but as soon as you write it down and make a declaration there's there's a power in that because now we've got to figure out all right I've made this declaration and sometimes the best ones are the most ridiculous. I made this declaration. Now what am I going to do to make that happen? And and things, things change and things start to happen. So that's really powerful to do, especially in your personal life. Oh, absolutely. And and people who people who don't have
0: those goals, you know, they're kind of lost, they're floating around. Most most people are on, on cruise control anyhow. Right. You know, they wake up and they just keep doing the same thing over and over and over again. And, and human beings are creatures of habit. So a lot of people don't realize if you want something different in your life, do something different in your life. And, and once once you you have a good grasp on your personal core values, then you can make goals to support what matters most. to You You can make those goals surrounding surrounded by your your personal core values.
1: Hmm. Yep. So powerful. All right. Typically we end on a, on a, you've, you've shared so much value. So, so uh, your words of wisdom, uh, you've kind of shared with us, but before we got recording, we talked about the photo behind you. So describe the picture, <laughs> tell, us, tell us the story.
0: A, the, the picture behind me right here. It's as, as you mentioned, or as, as I, as I mentioned before, I've been over to Kilimanjaro, up Kilimanjaro 24 times. And during the pandemic, they, well, during the pandemic or not during the pandemic, they survived ninety nine percent on tourism, and during the pandemic they didn't have anybody. So they're like my brothers and sisters, and I took each year of the pandemic, I took groups over there still, and I, we were the only people on the planes. I mean, there were maybe twenty people on on the cutter Airways from here to Doha, Doha to Kilimanjaro, and they, I I noticed that a lot of the people were being evicted from their homes because they couldn't pay the mortgage. They were being kicked out of of the houses because they couldn't pay the rent. And they're artists. And I I took back a bunch of paintings and sold them to friends, sold them online. The next year went back with about $8,000 cash, gave it to my friends over there who were the artists who painted that, and supported 12 families for the entire year with $8,000. You know, the dollar goes over there, goes so much further. So this was just one of the paintings that I, I purchased from them to help them out. And now my wife is actually working with them and putting it on her website to sell the paintings to support the locals, to raise money for her charity so she can then support the orphans as well.
1: Ah. Sean, that's so powerful. Thank you so much for sharing.
0: Yeah, thank you, man. Thanks thanks for the opportunity to connect.
1: Absolutely. This has been a real pleasure. Thank you for tuning into this episode, brought to you by the power of intentional decisions that lead to massive action. These aren't just buzzwords. They're qualities that can help you take control of your life and build a successful six or seven figure business. To support you on this journey, we're offering one of our most popular books, Fish Out Leads In, 52 fresh ideas for lead generation. You can download it free at enjoybizlife.com. And if you enjoyed this episode, please show us some love by liking, subscribing, and leaving a review. But most importantly, share it with someone who needs to hear it. In our next episode, Casey Cavill and Robert talk about the power of being a guy who can fix things. When you recognize the elements of the visionary and the implementer, You can supercharge your business. There's real growth in making small improvements over time. Casey shares how hard it was to let go, but when he did, the results were tremendous.